Hey guys, welcome back to Table Talk with Tiffany. I'm your host, Tiffany Taylor, and this is Table Talk. This podcast hopes to serve a purpose by being a virtual table where I can gather my friends around and we share stories of courage, inspiration, and faith. I'm so excited to have you joining me today. Let's Table Talk. Okay, well, hey, guys, um, I'm really excited to have my friend Gareth on today, and so we were just talking a little bit beforehand, and I felt like we kind of got maybe into a good space that I want to hear. I want to hear more of your thoughts, Gareth, about transition from uh, BSSM back to South Africa and just how you're doing, but first, I want the people to know you. Will you introduce yourself and what you're doing in this season of life, how we know each other, just anything that you want to say. Sweet. Well, thank you for having me on America's number one podcast. Oh my gosh. It's, it's a great honor. Um, and uh, I'm excited that we get to chat again because we had so many great conversations in Reading. But um, for the people at home, my name is Gareth Baston. I'm from South Africa, and I, I say I just finished uh, third year, but it was a few months ago, um, but I did all three years of BSSM, um, and I got to meet Tiffany, I think I only met you in the final year, I don't think I met you in second year, um, but I lived in the testosterone, and Tiff was in our sister house, so um, yeah, got to meet each other and become really good friends and we had lots of good family times together. Uh, yeah. um, what I'm doing in this season, um, not much. Um, I, I think I've had a harder time like getting back into like normal life after being um, at Bethel. Uh, here in South Africa, our lockdown was quite severe. There were quite um, strict restrictions, um, like curfew, like you couldn't be out at a certain time of night. Um, you have to wear a mask wherever you go and you get your hands sanitized. Um, there was a time where um, a lot of shops were closed. Like you couldn't go to some places that just weren't in business. But thankfully, all of that is mostly over. Um, yeah. Um, what I'm planning on doing, which is really exciting, is I am planning on becoming a personal trainer. So really? I am, yeah, I, while I was in America, especially in second year, I really found a passion for health and you know, getting fit and going to gym. And um, I just felt like I'd felt the best I'd ever felt because of it, um, as well as like my spiritual life and, um, you know, just being able to connect with people really easy. So, you know, after doing that, I was like, man, I, I just got to get back to that and why not make a living out of it, you know? So. Why not? So South Africa, um, is it still in complete lockdown? Uh, no, um, our borders, I'm sure, I think the whole world's borders have, have opened up, but our borders opened up uh, on the 1st of October, so you can go 
out of South Africa internationally, or you can come to us. Oh, okay. So it's mostly mostly over. I didn't know that. Honestly, I might be looking to travel soon because I'm definitely getting I'm definitely getting a bug to leave America. So might be my time to come travel. Um, yeah. But you, your dad is a pastor, right? That's right. So yeah, are churches open? Um, some of them. Some of them. Is uh, yours? No, not yet. Um, we're still, ours is a bit of a tricky situation. So there's some laws in South Africa about using uh, school halls. Um, our church meets in a school hall. So we aren't allowed to meet in there because a school uses it for exams and stuff. Yeah. So unfortunately, we can't meet in person yet. Um, mm -hmm. But we've been doing online services and things. Um, but hopefully that hopefully that comes to an end soon because I really miss going to church. Yeah, yeah. So can you talk to me a little bit about transition? Like, you know, leaving, leaving, going to BSSM at Bethel um, is unique for everybody because everyone's like in a different situation. But for you, you moved yeah. continents, nations. So much that, so much cost and sacrifice that, a lot of Americans don't have to go through. So can you just talk about yeah. moving back home, like as a culture shock, just everything? Yeah. Um, so about the time that I was, um, maybe maybe one or two months before I left, um, my brother and his wife had a little baby boy. Mm -hmm. So already I was like, man, I wanna go home. I wanna meet this little fella. Um, so that was already hard. Um, but what made things even harder was that our borders had shut. So I technically wasn't allowed to fly home, um, but they were doing, our government was doing special flights to come to come pick us up, um, but they were super expensive and there were very few of them. And so for like probably a month or month and a half, I had no idea how I was getting home. So I was kind of just waiting, waiting it out. Um, but then eventually uh, one of our airlines said that they were going to do a flight. And so I was able to get that flight. Um, and it's such a cool story, actually. Um, I had to fly out of um, Washington, um, Washington Dallas uh, airport. And um, I was supposed to just, so I was, it was going to be a 24-hour layover, so I had to stay in, a, in the airport for a whole day, um, a whole night and a day. And so I really wasn't wanting to do that, but I was like, you know what, if I'm going to get on my flight, I'll, I'll do anything, you know. So um, I get to, um, what did I fly out of? Anyway, for, from the airport that I flew to Washington, um, I'd heard that someone may be able to house me while I was in Washington. So I didn't have to stay in, a, in the airport. Um, and so it was quite kind of mysterious because I didn't know this person. So I was just like, hey, I heard that you may have a place for me to stay. Um, and they were like, yeah, here's, here's this person's name. Here's her number. Uh, call her when you land in Washington. What? <laughs> um, and now, yeah. That's like some John so, Lake stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy um 
and I just assumed that it was like uh, church people that were helping uh, like students. Maybe they were Bethel affiliated, but turns out these people aren't Christians at all. They're just this group of South Africans who are helping South Africans get out of America to okay. go to South Africa. Gotcha. So I, I called this woman. I was like, hey, I need a place to stay. And she's like, great, we'll send a taxi. We'll, we'll direct them to our house. So I got to their house. And I was able to sleep in a really nice house, have a nice warm meal, and then um, just kind of rest before I had the long flight back to South Africa. Wow. Um, so that was like a huge blessing. Um, that's so awesome. Yeah. I mean, that just feels like so, that's like, I don't know, I'm envisioning, I just saw the movie Tenet. Have you seen that? And it <laughs> no, kind not of, yet. It kind of feels like some really secretive group that you know is like helping people stuff that you yeah. would see in the movie p.s i think you'd really like that movie it was really good but um yeah i really want to see it that's awesome yeah um and it thought kind of crossed my mind when that when this person had contacted me i was like man this could be a really bad situation this could be like human trafficking vibes but then as soon as i thought that the lord was like no nah, no nah, i've planned this like this I've gone before and I've planned this for you. So I already knew like, this is fine. Like it's going to be great. And they were really amazing people. So mm -hmm. it was super cool. Very cool connection. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, yeah. cool. So, um, I mean, I, I would love for you just to talk about some of your passions and gifts. Like how are you stepping out in, how have you stepped out in courage in the past and just give us some give us some good stuff gareth yeah um i think i mean even on even on that taxi ride home um i went sorry the taxi ride to that house that i was staying at um even though i was super tired i really felt like uh just the Holy Spirit was following me wherever I was going. So I was like super fired up. I was like, man, I want to preach the gospel right now. And uh, the taxi driver that I was with, um, he was kind of asking me what I was doing in America. And I told him uh, I was at a ministry school. And um, yeah, after a little while talking, he started talking about his wife and um, talking about his kids and and how he, he had experienced a bit of hardship uh, in that. And also he had a bunch of pain in his body from driving. I mean, who knows how long he drives every day. And so um, when he dropped me off, I uh, just offered to pray for him. And it was such a cool, such a cool time of ministry. Like the, the people that were hosting me, they were kind of weirded out a bit about it, but it was just such a cool moment. Um, yeah, man, this, this year, I mean, you know, we experienced such crazy revival at school um and yeah i when i landed back in south africa i was you know there were a few times where i was kind of overwhelmed with with thoughts of like have i actually changed like have has have i actually taken in everything and have um have i put it to good use and these kind of things would come up every now and then and um kind of a bit discouraged and um, I 
I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't really like meeting new people. <laughs> it's like, I like to stick with people I know and like stick with things that I know. And so I'm not like the first one to go out to the group of random people and, and um, just kind of hang out with them. But um, we were at dinner with some friends the other night and uh, their daughter after the dinner said, hey, some of my friends are um, hanging out tomorrow. Uh, would you want to come? And I was like, you know what? I Let me do this. Like, how am I ever going to make new friends if I'm saying no all the time? So um, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll come. Um, so the next day comes and um, we meet up for some drinks. And then uh, we go back to their place uh, for barbecue and stuff. And these, some of them are Christians, um, but most of them aren't. And so already I was, uh, I was kind of a bit shocked at, at like the real world kind of college students because they, they're all in college. And I feel like I had a bit of culture shock because obviously we've been in this amazing environment where everyone's on fire for the Lord. And then I'm like in this group of people who like don't know that much about Jesus. And uh, some of them are, you know, talking about other gods and kind of believes that they um, that they believe in. Um, and that was a really cool moment for me to be like, hey, they knew where I was. So they knew that I'd gone to ministry school. Um, but I yeah, just began to preach the gospel, like the simple gospel, like um, there is a God who created this world and he sent his one and only son for us. And when Jesus died, the Holy Spirit was left with us. And I said, like, about if I've actually experienced anything like with the Holy Spirit, if I've actually like tangibly felt anything, I was like, yeah, like he's hundred percent real. Um, he's always with us. Um, and so it really got them questioning, like, wow, like God is actually real. It's so, it was such a powerful time. Wow. Um, you're just taking yeah. over that barbecue. They didn't know. <laughs> they didn't know they were going to get yeah. the gospel preached to them. And I have to ask you, oh. was this a barbecue or was this a braai? It was a braai. I was just saying barbecue for the podcast. <laughs> for the Americans. I'm glad you said that though. Yeah. For the Americans. Um, man, yeah. that's so good. That is so good. I know it takes yeah. courage to like step out in new friend groups and new routines. Like that's a simple way of taking courage. It's hard. And I think I'm with you on like, um, no. I like, I like my routines. I like my group mm -hmm. and I can honestly like really relate to you in the way of like moving back home and deciding to say yes. And I'm going to hang out with new people. I'm going to make friends. No. I'm not with my writing group anymore. We're not getting to have family no. dinners all the time. I need to yeah. make friends. And that's like yeah. a real and vulnerable thing to say, even on a podcast, like it's not yeah. easy moving to a new place and it's not moving easy, moving back home if I'm really honest. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for anybody who's listening and courage doesn't look like glamor sometimes it looks like mm. doing the hard things because you know that there's, you know, there's friendship on the other side, you know, there's good things on the yeah. other side and for in this case like you stepped into a new group of people 
and you've you preach the gospel to him like that's courage you know yeah yeah and you know the other thing that came to mind is that like you don't have to become friends with people that you meet like straight away and maybe not at all like we're called to love people and tell people the truth about jesus like you don't have to take the first group of people you meet as your friends like mm -hmm. like but we are called to bring light into the dark so as long as we are coming with love and giving something to them um you know nothing's wasted that's, so that's so good nothing is wasted yeah gareth um how old are you do you mind me asking i'm 27 27 um yeah what what has it been like making friends and finding community uh post college and even in bssm where um i'm so happy you are part of our community in the third year but what did it look like um being in an environment where your friends are kind of the people that you're running with and having a revival group together and small group but can you talk about what community looks like and how like very practically, there is somebody on the other side of this conversation who's saying, yeah, I don't know how yeah. to make friends. I'm 25 years old, I'm after college. Like, how do I make friends? How do I get in community? Yeah. Talk to us about it. Yeah, um, it's funny you say that. I uh, actually just had a really nice uh, conversation with one of my good friends today about that. and. One of the things she said is that, you know, people maybe in, in Cape Town um, and in our kind of church circle might find me a little bit intimidating just because like, they know where I've gone. They know like what I've learned and that might be a little bit, a bit scary. Like, um, and she said, it's probably going to come down to you stepping out and creating that community, um, which is a new thing for me. Like I haven't ever needed to start something um but honestly um you know very practically you know if you if you've met a few people like those people i met um recently um if you're you know wanting to kind of go deeper or for, if you're wanting to connect i would say just inviting them over for a meal like a simple meal where you talk about each other's weeks and days and um yeah fun stuff go for a hike go for a walk go to the beach um yeah that that kind of stuff really works mm -hmm. i yeah. agree i mean one thing i love about you is that whenever the girls and i would invite y'all over you were like one of the first people to say like yeah i'm down let's hang out and <laughs> yeah. i think that always down for a good time always down for a good time <laughs> yeah friendship is built on the big things and the little things or the big moments and the little moments, but they're all really, yeah. they're all good. Honestly, like going for a hike is yeah. builds connection just in the same way that a deep emotional conversation happens. And if anything, yeah. those deeper things that we think build connection are only built really if you've done the little things along yeah. the way so 
That's yeah. why I'm an advocate for game nights. I'm an advocate for dinner oh, parties. Yes. Things yeah. that that bring connection so that the big things happen. They bring space yeah. to happen. Yeah. Um, one thing I've found in creating connection with people is is authenticity between you and them. Mm. Um, I've found I'm guilty of this is is like going to an event or like a game night or something and giving them something that I think they want, but I'm not actually giving them myself. Ooh. And sure, you're not going to like, you're not going to, you know, give all of yourself on the first time you go, but it's a very different experience when you're not being authentic because people are taking an interest in you because you're being yourself. And when you aren't being yourself, it's, it puts a bad taste in someone's mouth. So like, you know, when you're with, when you're with people, like I find, you know, being like, like honest, like, and not sugarcoating stuff. Mm. And I think that it causes such a draw to people because it's, it's different. Cause I feel like most people are, are telling you what you want to hear. Um, you know, but authenticity is oh, it's so rich and it's like gold in the relationship. So 100%. that's what I have. That's what I love. Yeah. I think authenticity is and vulnerability and honesty are keys to connection. I mean, I know for myself, I know when I'm not presenting my full self. I know when I'm I'm yeah. with a group of people and I'm like, oh, they really like calm, peaceful Tiffany. Well, I'll just like, I'll just be that. Well, like nobody's acting up, <laughs> no one's being loud. Yeah, making jokes. I'll just be calm and collected. Yeah. And I get home. I'm like, that wasn't me. Why was I being like that? And yeah, um, having to fight that that desire to just perform in the way that is acceptable. Yeah, that is like a mm -hmm. theme of my life. Having to choose to not do that. My gosh. I mean, and let my full self be be out there. But there's also yeah. the other side of like, yeah, you get more of people when you're in relationship with them and all the things. But as long as you have the heart check, I guess, of knowing mm, I'm only giving people what they want. I shouldn't yeah. do that. Let me try again next time. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think um, what's also really important um, is you know you're gonna have you're gonna have different kinds of friendships in your life and I think it's really important to to understand what kind of friendships they are so um I think it was in second year I I naturally will hang out with everyone um if you're in my circle I'm gonna hang out with you um eventually after doing that though like after you know going hanging out saying yes 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 I eventually started getting really tired and kind of burnt out and I realized that I was in relationships with people that I was just giving on myself all the time and it wasn't really like a give like it wasn't like a give and receive relationship so I was just giving on myself and I wasn't really getting anything back um and so what I found was that I actually need to surround myself with people who I can receive 
like great wisdom from and um people that challenged me um like you guys hanging out with you guys was amazing because you know in conversation i'm learning stuff i'm i'm growing you guys are challenging me um and that really feeds feeds my soul and my spirit so yeah some some friend groups you're going to be more of a um like a support to them and other friend groups it's going to be like a close relationship where you're sharing more vulnerable stuff with them and they're doing the same back to you um yeah yeah and having different levels of commitment and yeah um yeah i think that's so applicable i forget i think it was eric johnson who's who gave us like the three or five different friends you need on your team or friends you yeah. need in the world. And it was like, yeah, you want, I remember that. you want a coach, a mentor, a mentee, a yeah. friend, a hype person. Um, and that's, that's really important. Yeah. To have, I can, I can even yeah. think about the ways of Jesus and he, he demonstrated this so well, like he had his, guys his three i would even say that they they had a level of give and receive to each other even though jesus was god because even in the garden he was like i need you guys to stay up for me i'm expressing a need to you i'm expressing something that i need you to give to me i need you to be awake to be praying and then of course the 12 people that he's writing yeah, with and then there's the crowd. There's the people that he's giving to. Um, yeah. And so I just think in our life, it's okay. I feel like there's permission to be had whenever you realize not everybody is my best friend. And not everybody will be giving to me. So I need to have expectation for a certain group of people around me that I might be the one yeah. giving to them. I'm, a, I'm not going to expect that they're going to give yeah. to me, but at the same time, we might need to be having conversations with people saying, you're not my best friend. I don't expect yeah. you to be that. And I don't, I need you to not expect me to be your best friend. I mean, that, those kinds of conversations yeah. Yeah. that takes, um, some honesty on both ends and yeah. reality of heart like i don't have the capacity for everyone to be one of my three i legitimately yeah. only have a tight circle of three of threes around me yeah um, yeah and those those yeah, change so in and out of season you right like yeah yeah gareth i also yeah. talking about relationships and being connected to people what I really loved from you is watching you be in relationship with Haley and Ryan Braun and just how you kind of submitted yourself as a little South African son. Um, <laughs> can, you, can you talk a little bit about like the importance of having spiritual leaders in your life who have the authority yeah. to speak into your life that molds you and shapes you? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, man, that was that was such an amazing opportunity just to be so close to that family um and honestly um honestly that relationship was it started by me 
you know, going up to Haley saying, hey, um, I'm really keen to serve. Uh, is there anything that you need help with like around the house? Um, and I think it took about a week, but she eventually got back to me. She said, hey, um, my husband Ryan is doing some garden work and he would love some help. And so I was like, yes, I will do anything. Because, I mean, I was such a fan of Haley already and, um, you know, wanted to give back and serve. Um, and so, yeah, I would go over to Ryan's friends in Haley's house and literally just do super basic stuff um, like removing a bunch of gravel from their yard and cutting their grass and uh, they were building some sheds so I helped paint it and I literally got under their house uh, one day and was cutting pipes they were redoing some plumbing and stuff and it was really messy but you know being under the house with Ryan like we'd just laugh and have had such a good time and there were also times where I could ask him like some some vulnerable stuff, um, have some really good conversations about marriage and you know dating and, and all that. Um, and so I'd say that relationship came about by me giving them my yes and being like, hey, I don't actually want anything in return. I'm just here to serve you. I don't expect anything in return. But because I went in with that attitude, like that kind of stuff, um, that kind of stuff happened where they would, you know, invite me around for dinner and, um, man, they supported me financially at a few times. And, um, so yeah, I think, you know, if you have a lead in your life and you, you know, you love what they believe and you, um, yeah, you just want to serve them, like serve them no matter what, no matter what it is, um, you know, helping them move or just, you know, babysit or literally anything. Um, yeah. And it's such like, it's such a way of showing honor and um, yeah, just blessing them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like to just want to serve with a pure heart, not receive, not receive anything, but just because you recognize the leadership on their life, you recognize God is using them and they're blessing the body of Christ. And so, yeah. yeah. And then, and then God makes a way to have vulnerable conversations and to receive wisdom in an intimate way, you know, under the house. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And uh, to add one thing, um, if your listeners don't know, but in our third year, there was quite a, quite a radical outpouring of the Holy spirit while we we're at school. And I would say most of it came out of Haley Braun. Um, and, you know, the Holy Spirit used her powerfully in that time. And um, I also experienced a really, the really radical move of God in my personal life. Um, and I really feel like it's because of my heart posture towards them, of serving them, that the Lord actually poured out his blessing on me because of what I had done for them. So, yeah, like... The Lord sees the Lord sees everything you're doing. Um, you know, He's He's always looking to bless us. So, so good. Yeah. So good. Is there anything else yeah. that you want to add? Any bits of wisdom or advice? Um, 
Yeah, I I think I would just say um, I needed to be reminded fairly often in this time that I was actually doing way better than I thought I was. Um, there were times where I was like, man, I I feel like I've like failed. I feel like I've um, kind of dropped off this, the face of the earth. Like I feel like I am so far from the Lord. And um, but that was just, you know, that was just the devil trying to, you know, take my focus off the Lord. And the truth is, every time, every time I would like speak to someone or um, you know maybe send someone a prophetic word or pray for someone. It was like everything that I had, everything that I had um, done in these last three years was ready at like a like click of a finger. Like all of that, like anointing and all of that, um, all that growth was ready and it was there. I, yeah, I, I was. I mean, it's, it was a bit of surprise, but you know, we don't lose that stuff that we've gained. Like mm-hmm. that'll always be with us so that's a good reminder you're out there and you're you know if you're out there and you're you're thinking that you know you've you've drifted away from the lord and stuff but it's not the truth like jesus is right there with you and yeah you'll never leave us what a promise i i receive that for myself that god is moving even whenever we don't feel like he is yeah yeah it's so true well um gareth thanks for hopping on here and chatting with me despite the time difference it being 12 <laughs> yeah. for me and 7 p.m for you and just like honestly making it happen and making it work and being such a good and loyal and authentic friend i really appreciate you thank you um i am a big fan oh <laughs> <laughs> The last question that I'm asking my friends on this podcast is centered around the dinner table because you know that I love the dinner table. I love what happens around the table, community, game nights, conversation. And so I want to pose you a question. If there was no budget in the world and you're hosting a dinner party, what would it be like? What, where would it be? Who's coming? what's on the menu tell me all about it and that's a great question <clears throat> i an immediate thought that i had was to be in uh buckingham palace where the i assume that's where the queen lives right i think so yeah anyway that big palace where she lives um, and I can only assume that there'd be a massive table somewhere in that palace. And um, I think having, I think having Joseph cook us one of his traditional Swedish meals. Yeah, <laughs> Joseph, if you're listening, you're hired. <laughs> yeah, Joseph lived with us in our in our house, and uh, it was also my roommate. But he made the best food. Um, yeah, and so I would. Just- at our at our at our hand what is it at our whatever anyways moving on yeah um and all of us 
that were there in, um, in third year and in our house, um, they're coming. And I really like the idea of like our parents coming as well. Um, so like having our parents there, because, you know, if we're great, our parents would also be great. And they'd probably be friends with all of our parents. So um, yeah, just having the best time. And then watching, watching a really funny movie. <laughs> yeah. that's awesome oh I love that so much I love hearing everybody's answer to this because it's always it's literally always different and I just, <laughs> I start dreaming about like oh my gosh what if what if one day that dinner party actually happens because what a dream oh that'd be cool what a dream exactly that was a good conversation thanks for having it with me yeah, man, such a great opportunity and great honor to be on you. Yeah. America's number one podcast. <laughs> one day. <laughs> That's right. All right, friend. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your night. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Yeah, I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye.